Hello, lovelies. Welcome to year three of Lessons from the Universe with Jennifer Hall. If you're new to the show, please remember, back it up and see what you've been missing. Those of you who love it already, remember, I need you. I need you to like, to share, review, subscribe, and maybe even consider clicking that patron button. Let's grow our community so that we can grow and learn together. Have you heard of spacious awareness? I mean, to way oversimplify, um, it's training the brain to support your faith in highest good. It is not acting or reacting based on feelings or reactions or desire. It's calm. It's overriding the caveman brain that drives us to react. It's breaking that down so that we can really truly be aware of what's going on and how we actually feel about it and how we actually want to act or behave because of it. Spacious awareness allows us to observe without being drawn in. And it's not just negativity that we need to, you know, break away from or pull away from. It's also temptation and reward and lust of all kinds, not not just sex, especially not sex. <laughs> it's it's not denial. It's not blindness or ignorance. It is existing within a space that allows us to be present within any action, reaction, experience, conversation, whatever. So that we can not respond to it. Or even better, we can respond with clarity. Now, of course, this is not how the brain wants to work. The brain wants to jump and scream and fight. It wants to take the easy way out. It wants to eat the ice cream, uh, to lust, to fight, to retreat. But our brain is a sweet child who wants to learn wants limits and boundaries. It wants answers, answers to the what ifs. It wants to learn and it can be retrained. We can train our brains and our thoughts to assume the best or even better, to assume nothing at all. Now, let's be clear. Spacious awareness is not the same as spatial awareness. Spatial, in air, uh, <laughs> spatial awareness is the awareness of our own space within the physical world. It's the ability to recognize where our personal space is so that the other people around us can move and we can move and be in the world with ease. It is a skill that, while intrinsic for most people, is in some case completely not and becomes the entire goal for children who are in occupational or therapeutic or um, sometimes even traditional therapy because it is so very important that we realize that we don't need to touch and feel and smell and be a part of every single thing in so many ways. And, well, <laughs> in that way, it really is kind of the same thing as spacious awareness. Because spacious awareness 
is recognizing that not everything is for us and that we don't need to be pulled in. We don't need to be pulled in any particular direction or anything else. There's a uh, neuropsychologist and meditation teacher whose name is Rick Hansen. And he describes spatial, <laughs> spacious awareness this way. Here we go. I, I'm going to read it to you. Imagine the contents of your mind coming and going in the vast open space of awareness, like shooting stars. The feeling tones of experience are just more contents moving through this space. And boundless space surrounds them, dwarfing them, untroubled by them, unaffected by their passing. The space of awareness allows every content of mind to be or to not be, to come and to go. Thoughts are just thoughts. Sounds are just sounds. Situations are just situations. And people are just being themselves. Yeah. Yeah, I love that, right? People are just being themselves. Put simply, it is what it is. <laughs> but that seems overly simple, right? So let's talk about something called free won't. I don't know who coined the phrase, but I am in love with it because Free will implies that we are unaffected by what goes on around us, that, uh, you know, we can control it. But the truth is, that's not something that can be mastered until we cultivate spacious awareness, until we cultivate that awareness to the point that we are no longer swayed by circumstances, people, fears, the past, the present, reward, joy, anything. Until we can get to that point or in order to get to that point. Let's go back to what Dr. Hansen said. Except instead of this abstract open space of awareness, let's use literal space, outer space. Imagine yourself looking out into space, the stars and the blackness, peaceful and calm. But instead of space, junk, and whatever else, we have symbols of all of the things going on in our minds and our lives and the world. There goes your boss, your age, your bank account, Donald Trump, <laughs> whatever. It's not touching you. It's not interacting with you until, bam, it is because you haven't cultivated spacious awareness yet. And just like that, all the possible reactions and shit come floating up or fly, come hurling at you. And now you behave just like a cat. 
Just like a cat batting shit off of the table, you say free won't. Here comes this homeless guy at 80. Could that happen to you? Eh, maybe, but it won't. Bat, bat. Here comes you all alone and depressed because your partner cheated on you. Nah, he won't. And if he or she has, alone and depressed? Bat, bat. I won't. I won't. I won't. That could happen, but it won't. I could do that, but I won't. Free won't. Free won't. And you bat it all away. Free won't. Free won't. Free won't. Until all that's left is the free will. Or so that there are so few won'ts that you can just flick them away. (laughs) This type of thinking helps us release pleasure and pain. It helps us see how temporary it all is. That it is what it is. In Buddhism, there is something they refer to as the eight worldly winds. And they attribute Buddha with saying, praise and blame, recognition and disregard, gain and loss, pleasure and sorrow, come and go like the wind. Rest like a giant tree in the midst of them all. That is spacious awareness. And Lao Tzu, Lao Tzu, that's Taoism, right? He's credited with saying, life is a series of natural and spontaneous changes. Don't resist them. That only creates sorrow. Let reality be reality. Let things flow naturally forward in whatever way they like. Yes. Let it be. It is what it is. Give the universe an opportunity to reveal to you what the plan is. Say, hmm, I wonder what the universe is going to do with this. (laughs) So now let's back up, back to spacious awareness. See the space between you and between your pain and your pleasure See the space between you and pleasure, you and pain. Imagine yourself so at peace with the unfolding of your highest good that your only reaction is, that's interesting. Let's see what happens now. Feel yourself react and stop. Say no, I won't. And allow the space to rush in. You know, I was teaching elementary school on 9-11, first grade. I was aware of what was happening, but I was unaware until just now what I was doing, how I separated myself. I watched the events unfold that day via email while carrying on what was supposed to be a normal day teaching first grade i watched the children through new eyes they were eerily calm that day working quite peacefully and quite quietly and at one point they even started singing a beautiful little song 
Love is something if you give it away, give it away, give it away. Love is something if you give it away, you end up having more. Huh. Of course, there, there's more to it than that. So I'm watching them, and somehow, with non-attachment and non-reaction, I find myself wondering, what will happen now? People around me were freaking out. I was eerily calm, perhaps even offensively to some people. There was a presence and a power there that allowed me to maintain my peace and my clarity. And when we were finally given the directive at the end of the day that we should tell these little ones what had happened so they wouldn't go home and possibly be all alone when they saw it on the news, that spacious awareness helped me find the words that I needed so I could fulfill that sacred privilege and responsibility of relaying information that would forever shape how they viewed the world and reacted to tragedy. So how do we duplicate that? We say, no, I won't react in the same old way. I won't wallow in fear. I won't be swayed by the behaviors and the actions of other people or by what I perceive should be my reaction. I will not give in to pain or for that fact, to pleasure. And I don't mean we don't enjoy the world. <laughs> I mean, we choose, we accept and we claim the power to ignite a new passion, a new directive, removing what we won't until we discover what we will, the true free will, choice. Giving ourselves the space to choose. Oh yes, let's be clear. It will be awkward at first. First, you will act. You will be it. And then you will incorporate it into your body. It will grow to feel right and ultimately to be your new normal. And as a result, your lives will grow richer. And so will the lives of those around you because you will become a messenger, the example, the calm in the room. Remember, transformation Enlightenment and awakening are in your hands. Choose it, beloved. Choose what you will. Choose what you won't and grow in your awareness. Allow your free will to make friends with the universe. Good, bad, or indifferent. Say it with me. Oh, that's interesting. I wonder what the universe will do with that. I was reminded of a story today. Um, from the alchemist. You know, he's traveled the world looking for that sacred piece of information that he needed, that he felt he needed 
to bring it all together and to make sense of life. Only to find out that the whole time it had been in his backyard. And what does the universe say when he questions the purpose of this? There's so much to see and observe in this life, not just physical things like the pyramids, of course, interactions, some sweet little family at the grocery store, (laughs) whatever it is. There's so much to bear witness to, a feather blowing in the wind, how someone handles pain or death. We have to allow there to be enough space between us and everyone and everything else that we can bear witness, beloved, that we can hold space. Years ago, I uh, came home from work one day, still teaching school, and I noticed the woman across the street sitting on her front porch on a bench, weeping. I'd never really spoken to her. We had waved. Um, She did not speak English, and I sadly did not speak Spanish. But that day I was pulled to her. I walked over and I sat down on the bench, and she said, Mi esposa. And I knew what she was telling me. She tapped her chest, and I knew she was telling me she'd lost him, he'd had a heart attack didn't take in her emotion, beloved. That's not spacious awareness. That's not helpful. Breaking together is not helpful. I held space, put my arm around her while she cried. I witnessed her heartbreak until she was calm again. The universe handed me a situation that I was powerless in. I could not communicate with her on a verbal level. I couldn't change anything or do anything or say the right thing. I could just be present and observe. And I did. I haven't thought about that in a really long time. What a gift it was. To be present with her in that most sacred moment. I would have missed it if I hadn't allowed space to rush between us, between me and my reaction, between pain and reality. Spacious awareness makes you present and lets you be an observer without taking it all in, without making it too personal. Even when it is personal, if we make it overly personal, it will wrap around our ankles and drag us to the bottom of the ocean. And so again, we recognize praise or blame, recognition or disregard, gain and loss, pleasure and sorrow, come and go like the wind. And we rest like a giant tree in the midst of them all. And from that sacred vantage point, we declare, hmm, 
I wonder what the universe is going to do with that. Until next time, beloved. Namaste. Hi, my name is Tessa. I've been a regular client of Jen's for over four years now. I found her at a point when I really needed her, when my life had hit rock bottom, which of course, as I realized later, was no coincidence. Her wisdom and support have been invaluable to me, and I honestly cannot even imagine what kind of life I'd have now, or the person I'd be now if I'd never met her. She's helped me learn how to rebuild in positive ways. Her guidance over the years has taught me how to live more purposefully and joyfully than I probably ever otherwise would have known how to do. She's helped me learn to see and understand the world and other people in new and more loving ways, and to also embrace and appreciate who I am. Jennifer's such a treasure, and I love knowing that others benefit from receiving her guidance as well. I recognize that this podcast and its messages may not be for everyone, but for many of us, probably those of you listening, I truly believe we're very fortunate and blessed to have a voice like Jennifer's that's available to us through this podcast, where we can access and listen to her encouraging messages anytime we want to. I know I do. I'd like to ask each and every one of you to please consider supporting it in any way you can, whether it's through financial contribution, spreading the word to others, providing positive reviews, or any other way you can give. Remember that every little bit counts. Thank you for listening to and supporting Jen, someone who I'm also very grateful to be able to call a dear friend. I owe her so much gratitude for making me a better person, mother, wife, and friend. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for joining me today for this episode of Lessons from the Universe with Jennifer Hall. It is my privilege to have your ear and your time. Come out, find me on social media, visit one of my seminars, book an educational session. However it is that I can support you, I'm here. Remember, beloved, there's a little brunette with a podcast who's got your back.